Welcome to the Colonel in Your Corner podcast, hosted by Carl Truman. Carl is a retired U.S. Army colonel and award-winning personal injury attorney with over 30 years fighting for the people. On the show, Carl speaks with public servants who share with you their service journey. The guests talk about stories of leadership and helping others. And now, here's your host, Carl Truman. You need someone who cares. Well, my guest today is Lori Montoya with Bikers Down. Welcome, uh, Lori. Thanks for being on my podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be here. Well, Lori, I know we're going to talk about your organization, Biker Down, but let's uh, introduce you. Who is Lori? What's your background? How did you get uh, going in all this? Well, my name is Laurie Montoya, and I'm president and founder of Biker Down. Um, I founded it in 2011 after watching several of my friends go down on a ride. Uh, There was 12 of us riding through the mountains, and my girlfriend didn't navigate a a curve very well, slid into a barbed wire fence. And there was 12 bikes on the scene, and not one of us had a trauma kit. We were blocking one-lane traffic for probably over 45 minutes. It took about an hour for EMTs to get on the scene. Um, then they transported her down there, and I watched what she went through for a number of days, worrying about how she was going to get back to work and things like that. And so I happened to ask one of my friends, hey, who do I call to help injured motorcycle riders? And they kind of looked at me like a deer in headlights and was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, are you meaning to tell me there's no one that we can call in the event of an accident? And they said, no. And I said, well, there is now. So Mm -hmm. we started it in 2011 here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, We did Denver for probably three or four years. And now we are nationwide. 11 years later, uh, we have chapters throughout the country in Florida. Uh, we're working with you now in Kentucky and Indiana, and we have a chapter in Arizona, Las Vegas. So we're growing. Well, this is such a great topic for Motorcycle Awareness Month, and, and I'm so excited to be working with Biker Down and you to try to bring this presence here locally in Kentucky and southern Indiana. So tell us, what's the mission of Biker Down? Well, the mission of Biker Down is to help an injured motorcycle rider with recovery after an accident. And we try to also help them preventatively with motorcycle awareness, such as, you know, having the right coverages and insurance. But primarily, once an injured rider goes down, the family's as traumatized as the injured rider. So what they can, anybody that's listening to this program that knows of someone that goes down, you can go to bikerdown.org, fill out a help request. I personally will call you within 24 to 48 hours. And what we'll do is we'll have a conversation and we're going to find out, you know, do an intake, find out what benefits you do have, um, short-term disability. I'm going to give you financial strategies on how to keep your nose above water because people are really concerned when they are going to have a loss of income 
for what could be two to three months of recovery. Um, we all don't have three months of residual income sitting in a bank account. And even if we do, we don't always want to spend it. So that's at the point where riders really realize just how bad the accident is. And so what Biker Down will do is we loan out medical equipment if people need it. Gone are the days where you can stay in the hospital in between surgeries. So Biker Down will provide you a wheelchair, walker, toilet seat riser, whatever you need, we will loan out to you. Um, we will provide financial strategy. The other thing that I'm really proud of that Biker Down launched about four years ago is we have our own fundraising platform. Um, you don't need to go to GoFundMe that's going to charge you five, six, seven, eight percent credit card processing. If you'll do a request with bikerdown.org, we will host your fundraiser for zero percent credit card processing, meaning if five thousand dollars is raised, $5,000 is given. And that really helps the injured rider's family at a time when they really need it the most. So I always tell people, they always say, what does Biker Down do? And what I normally tell people is, tell me what you need and I'll do my best to make it happen. So what if someone's wondering, well, does it matter how the crash happened? If I, it's, it's my fault. I'm just ran off the road or just slid and you know there's nobody else to make a claim against it's you know does that matter no we help all riders no matter what they ride whether they're in a club whether in a group whether it was rider air we do not discriminate against anybody all all are welcome to fill out a help request at bikerdown.org we do at times have to evaluate riding reasonably and responsibly that may um, limit some of the services that you may have access to. Um, but as an example, we have someone, a biker that passed away and maybe there was alcohol involved. I will not punish the family because of a mistake. So yeah. we would still donate a motorcycle urn. We would still give them all, you know, the, the knowledge that I've acquired over 12 years is completely free to anybody who wants to listen. Um, so we don't punish people. We will help all injured riders, no matter whether, it, you know, they, they hit gravel and they took a turn. No, we, you know, I mean, if you're out there driving 150 miles an hour and crash into something, I'm still going to call your family. I'm still going to offer to help. But it probably at that point, my board would limit the financial assistance that we could give. Well, you talked about uh, knowledge that you've acquired over the, the years. Does that include knowledge about helping it educate people while insurance coverage, such as uninsured, underinsured motorist coverage? Yes. Um, you know, the myth in this world is that I have full coverage, so I thought everything was taken care of. Mm -hmm. And I, it's actually over 11 years. The thing that shocked me the most is just how underinsured almost every biker is. Because you you buy this expensive bike, you've got full coverage, um, you know, you've asked about uninsured motorists, the progressive or whomever has told you, no, you really don't need that. And so you think everything's covered. Now you get into an accident by an uninsured driver and you, you're going to be out of work for six or eight weeks and you really don't have anything in place to take care of you. So over the years, we've really focused our educational efforts to the riders on 
having uninsured motorists and uninsured motorists of at least a minimum of $250,000. Because it really doesn't matter whether they like your law firm or this bear firm or this tiger firm or anything like that. If you don't have the coverages, most of the time they're going to be able to tell you they're very limited as to what they're going to be able to help you with. So I always tell writers, spend a little money now for a quarter of a million dollars when you need it the most. If for and in some states, and I'm not sure about Kentucky, you'll have to educate your followers. But in Colorado, you can have the uninsured motorist on your vehicle, and it crosses over onto your bike. In Nevada, that doesn't work that way. Um, but in some states, you can have it on your vehicle, and you can get it quoted at a lesser rate because because they're basing it on six airbags. So if you can have it on your car and it crosses over onto your bike, it's the most important thing that you can ever have. And I always say, please don't throw a leg over on your bike until you've added, even if you only add it during riding season. You know, I mean, we live in environments where there's not a lot of winter riding. So during those six months or eight months of the year that you're going to be riding up your policy, then when you store your bike away for the winter, you can cut it out. But you've got to have it. And even having it on your vehicle, we all know that traffic is not the way used to be. So having that, you know, 50% of all drivers are driving with either state minimums that they needed to just get plates, or they have no insurance at all. That's the first thing that they let go of in this COVID world, people recovering from the pandemic. Um, And so you're going to get hit by, you just have to ask yourself, if I get hit by an uninsured driver, Mm -hmm. Am I covered? And 90% of the time, you will be shocked how uninsured you are. So that's my number one thing. One of my personal pet peeves is the term full coverage. You know, when I often will ask people, what insurance coverage do you have? The automatic response is, well, I have full coverage. And that doesn't tell me anything. I I wish that phrase would just go away. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they also think that their bike's automatically going to get paid off too, but they didn't get the gap insurance. So they Mm -hmm. buy this brand new bike the minute, like a car, the minute they drive off the showroom floor, their bike is worth less than what they probably borrowed on it. So now the insurance company wants to pay off the bike, but they're only going to pay off this much and you still owe this much. So now what is the word over under? And stuff. And so now you're stuck with paying the difference. Um, you know, and it just if the the truth of the matter is is you can sit at a stoplight and the person to the left of you has insurance and the person to the right of you doesn't. Same with texting and driving and just driving distracted. So mm-hmm. yeah, insurance is absolutely um the most vital thing that a rider can have. And one last thing on insurance, I always ask people that are listening to please not call an 800 number to get your insurance. Um, Go and get an insurance agent. Go speak to someone that's educated and equipped to evaluate your assets and your livelihood. Do you own a home? Do you have three cars? Do you have this? They will come up with a, a program for you to get you the best deal. When you call an 800 number insurance, she's 
sitting, working from home, her only job is to close you on a policy. It is not to say to you, oh, well, you really, in your state, you really need to have uninsured motorists. You know, no, they'll go, oh, no, you don't need that. It adds so much more. They're just not there to do what's in your best interest. So getting an insurance agent is. Well, so many, and, you know, I hear people uh, talk about uh, shopping for insurance, and it seems that so many people out there, they only want to say, well, what's the best price? Who's got the cheapest price? And as we know, you know, cheapest isn't always the best, but, but if so you many watch people, the people's court, yeah. they will say the cheap becomes expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's something I, I would like always try to educate people on. It's not just about shopping for the cheapest price. Exactly. And that's why I, and I know your firm does it as well. Most of the motorcycle law firms that Biker Down works with will always offer to do a free insurance review. And what we always say is the law firms don't sell insurance, but they sue insurance every day. So they know exactly what you need. So it's as simple to anyone who's listening to contact your office and take a photo of your insurance card or your policy and let them take a look at it. Because I think you'll find even having med pay, um, if you know, let's just say that uninsured motorist is not in your wheelhouse of being able to afford it. The next option would be med pay and getting med pay in 10, 15, $20,000. A biker can keep their nose above water with 10 or $15,000. And we're going to raise, that's going to help you more than any additional poker run, spaghetti dinner, fundraiser. I don't see many fundraisers anymore that raise 10,000 plus. And that's actual pennies on the dollar to have med pay. It's really, um, if you can afford it, please get it. You know, give up one uh, chrome item, give up a Harley t-shirt, you know, give up a tank of gas or a burger and a beer, but have that coverage when you really, really need it, because it's going to be life changing when or if it happens. Well, that's a good point about MedPay, because in Kentucky, uh, we have PIP for medical bills, which if you're in a car, everybody automatically gets $10,000 of PIP benefits to pay medical bills. Oh, wonderful. However, what a lot of people don't realize is that under the PIP law, motorcycles are excluded. A motorcycle does not get PIP in, under Kentucky law. Wow. That's something that most people probably in your, the, as you say, the 1-800 number on the insurance isn't going to say, you know, you don't have any PIP. Right. Exactly. Because they're just not educated. That's not their job. Their job is to say, hello, this is da 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 da. And then you say, hey, I'm really looking to lower my cost. And they put, you know, they enter it in the computer and the computer spits it out. You know, and an insurance is great to have. But let's be honest, they're in the market to sell a policy and hope you never use it and hope they never have to pay you. And it's the nature of the beast. But we've got to be, mo- I always tell people, motorcycle awareness begins with us. You know, look twice, save a life. Watch for motorcycles. Great taglines. Love them. But it's not resonating with the driving community. So we have to take a look at us as motorcycle riders and say, motorcycle safety begins with me. I'm going to 
you know, in Colorado, we have a choice to wear a helmet or not wear a helmet. Mm -hmm. um, I chose four years ago when my nine-year-old granddaughter said she didn't want anything to happen to me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to put a helmet on. I wear safety gear. I have Kevlar jeans. I have kangaroo leather gloves. I now wear the things that if I have an accident will keep me safer and possibly save my life. Mm -hmm. um, $300 sounds like a lot of money for jeans, but I know an awful lot of accessories on bikes that cost a lot more. And speaking of accessories, there's another thing on your insurance is if you have the fancy paint job and all these additions that you've done to your bike, you mm -hmm. must make sure that you get the additional rider coverage, you know, on those accessories. My husband put a very expensive paint job on there. And so we added a $20,000 thousand dollar paint job coverage you get in an accident they're gonna they're going to have to give you that money to replace that paint job um and it sounds like a lot of money and boy i growl every at the beginning of the month when my insurance company takes out you know four bikes and three vehicles and a trailer and everything else but mm. i can tell you i've never had an instance where we really needed it and it wasn't there oh, that's a great point what are some of the other uh, situations where biker down really can play an impact in people's lives? Well, you know, we all we all hate to talk about the fact that motorcycle riders die on the bike, but they do. And so in a fatality situation, after a help request is received, the family really struggles with burial versus cremation. And so I used to do a, a nominal $200 donation to help with expenses. But um, in the event of cremation, Biker Down donates the most beautiful motorcycle urns. Um, I don't want a biker wrapped in or packaged in some flowery thing that doesn't really represent who they are. So Biker Down will donate um, a motorcycle urn. We will also help, you know, a family with the fundraiser. And I've also lost someone in my life myself, so I know what they're going uh, they're going through with the grief process. Mm -hmm. So uh, we also host uh, what I call a healing through loss, where women that have lost a husband, or you've lost your son on the bike, or a father's lost his son, where you can gather whether it's an online live event or we meet for dinner and we just break bread and you get to sit with other people that have actually experienced the same type of loss that you have. Um, because after a funeral, people have to move on with their lives and you're left with your grief. And every holiday, every memory, every story, every birthday is going to be a constant reminder that your loved one is not there. So we will help guide you through that and watch you through the morning process um, and give you a group setting to just say, you know, I'm not okay today. Today is a tough day. I need to speak to somebody. And we also have a group on Facebook called Healing Through Loss. If anyone has already experienced that and would like to have an area where they can um, just have someone to talk to. What was that name again? It's called Healing Through Loss. I think it's on Facebook. It's Biker Down Healing Through Loss. And it's a okay. group of people that I'll go to um, just to say, you know what? I lost my husband two years ago and I'm not having a great day. 
that's a great resource. So I was going to ask you, uh, how do you get the word out to inform people about Biker Down and the services that you offer? Well, you know, it's um, the one thing I love about the biker community is is word of mouth is how things travel. I mean, I realize we live in a social media world and Lord knows I've got carpal tunnel syndrome because I'm on the computer all the time. But the truth of the matter is, is I think our success, if that's what we want to call it, has been that we really do step up when an injured rider goes down. And, you know, it's not always about writing a check. Not everybody that contacts Biker Down is going to get a check, but you are going to get the president and founder who's going to call you, do an intake, and you can tell by my passion that I'm here to help you. You know, tell me what's going on. Tell me what you're fearful. Let me talk you off the ledge that day. I had a woman yesterday, her husband's getting released from the hospital way earlier than he should have been. And I'm like, okay. And she's just talking a mile a minute. I'm like, okay, you need to stop. You need to breathe. All right. He can't leave the hospital if you don't take him. So just tell him you're not taking him home. Call your lawyer, get your lawyer involved. Your lawyer will call the hospital. And so it's it's a really a matter of just gathering 12 years of experience and doing right by injured riders, doing it for the right reasons and saying, I'm here to help you. And people will go, oh, you went down. Have you called Biker Down? Have you called Biker Down? You need to call Biker Down. So, you know, I just think it's the fact that we're the real deal and that we really, really care. I never want to take away from any other organization across the country, whether it's Rider Down or Fallen Riders group or bikers for christ if you're out helping injured motorcycle riders god love you i do feel that the process and the procedure that biker down has is one of the best it's a protocol do a help request we will call you back tell us what you need Um, i make a point to get these riders to legal representation sooner than they would normally ever think about it. The reason I do that is I have a 14-year paralegal background in insurance defense. And when you go down and have an accident, you need to secure videotapes within seven days. You need another set of eyes. You need to stay off Facebook. You need to not be talking about the accident in great detail on social media because an insurance Insurance company will sit someone in front of a computer and they will scroll back up to a year on your social media. You need to take your social media and make it private. And this isn't fair. But if every picture of you on the in your social media is with a fireball and a beer and they see that. It isn't that you've done anything wrong, but they're going to use that. Do you drink a lot? I mean, they just will try to find any reason to lay a percentage of the blame on you or things like that. And so riders need to know these things. And I have to put my legal hat on and I need to say to them, okay, this is what you need to do. You need, if the the insurance company is going to start calling, you need to say to them, call my lawyer, click call my lawyer, click. You think they're being nice to you on the phone? They are recording everything you say and will hold it. So sometimes when I put it in that perspective, they understand, yes, I think we need to get someone to take care of us now. 
Not after you've got a shoebox full of medical bills and you realize just how bad it is. Why do you think so many uh, people, uh, bikers in particular, are reluctant to uh, hire an attorney early on, that they want to wait until the process plays out? What's their reluctance? I think that they're not really reluctant, but I think the injuries that a rider sustains, pardon me, <clears throat> hold on, this is a good one too. Uh, I think the injuries that a rider sustains on a motorcycle are so dramatically worse than if you're in a car with six airbags that it sometimes seems incredibly insensitive on my part. My husband's in an induced coma and you're worrying about me getting a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it comes, it may be perceived that we're doing this way too soon. I want to know if my husband's going to live or is my son going to live? I don't have time for this right now. But what they're doing while that's going on is they are, the clock is ticking to do accident reconstruction, or they'll go, well, the police have the videotapes. Well, the police have the videotapes because the police are worrying about maybe trying to find the hit and run driver. I need the videotape for you, the law firm, to be able to show the insurance company that somebody actually did collide into the biker. Mm -hmm. So it's just knowledge is power. And so they seem to take it a little easier from me because I'm I've got no skin in the game. I just want you to be covered, to be protected, because this is going to be a long haul. And we every day is a week, every week is a month, every month is a year. And the longer you wait is the longer that you have to settlement. So you have someone in the hospital for three months, let's just say bad accident, three months. If you don't get a lawyer until the fourth month, the witnesses have already moved on with their lives. They don't really even remember the accident. The videotapes have been destroyed. There's no pictures of the day of the accident or like the week later. Um, There's just a lot of things that can be missed that you're going to need to go up against an insurance company. Well, that's very true. I often tell people the earlier I can get involved in the process, the better job I can do just for those reasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the truth of the matter is, and and this is, um, this is kind of hard sometimes when they say, well, he, you know, I'm going to use my brother's friend who's a lawyer twice removed because they're going to do it for free. Mm -hmm. Well, all of them are going to do the initial intake of your case for free, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but I hear that and I'm like, okay, well, they think that that one person's doing something really special for them that nobody else is doing. There's also a huge difference between going to your brother's friend's lawyer twice removed and going to a true motorcycle um, lawyer who does a a large percentage of their cases is motorcycle related. Um, Because like a witness will go, well, that motorcycle rider was going really fast. Well, how do you know it was going fast? Well, it was loud. (laughs) Not knowing that the bike is loud the minute I turn the key on. So it's understanding the injury and the testimony and how to overcome that just makes everything expedite so much faster um, when you've got an experienced motorcycle lawyer on your side. We're hearing uh, people say, well, I'm going to call our family lawyer. 
or yeah. I'm going to call the, the lawyer who handled my divorce years ago. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I mean, I get it. I understand, you know, they think they're going to get a better deal. They may not charge them the same percentage. It's like selling my house, uh, my house with my realtor. That's a really good friend of mine versus a million dollar real estate person who can have my house sold in a day. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, in the, in the world, you get what you pay for it. And so I, I'm a firm believer in protecting my rights because I promise you after the driver called home and told his family that he was in an accident, his next phone call was to his insurance company. Mm-hmm. And their next step is already assigning an investigator. They're already on your Facebook. They're already walking into your world. And it's people just don't always think in those terms. But being someone who worked in insurance defense, I know that's how it goes. So I think that they just take it a little bit better from me. And I, you know, I have been doing it for 12 years. They, I think they can feel that my, my energy and my spirit is pure. I just want them to be helped. And I'm sure you can attest to because people are so underinsured, biker and driver, that you may do a lot of work doing all the investigating and things like that, and then find out that there's nothing to get. So, you know, there are a lot of times that you're really doing a, a cutting up, you're doing a lot of things to help the family and then find out that there's nothing more that you can do. Um, but you're not sending them a bill or anything, you know, so. Very true. So, uh, to share one of our experiences, though, uh, talking about attorneys who may know about motorcycles or be familiar with, uh, even though I don't ride, I'm in the environment, I'm around bikers all the time. I actually co-wrote, co-authored a book with a motorcycle safety uh, expert. And uh, so we had a case involving a, our client was on a motorcycle and the insurance company hired an accident reconstruction expert who you know, clearly didn't know anything about motorcycles. I was just so anxious to start questioning this person, you know, about have they ever ridden a motorcycle and even asking them, uh, which handle has the clutch, which handle has the brake, which foot, you know, how many, how many gears are on them, <laughs> you know, just stuff like that, that I know would have just confused them because they were making an opinion and they had no idea about anything about operating a motorcycle. Well, and here's another thing too that kind of popped up when you when you said that is one of the other things that I do is I tell accident victims, did the driver get sighted? The minute or and they'll go, no, I got sighted and it wasn't my mm. fault. They pulled out in front of me. And mm. also having a lawyer that can help guide you to call the, you know, to fight that ticket, you know, cause you ought to, a lot of times you get profiled just cause you were a biker and exactly. the woman in the car says, Oh my God, they came out of nowhere. They were going so fast. Right. So fighting it in court and getting that reduced or dismissed that it wasn't your fault, having the videotape and having those kind of things really will help you. Um, And then also in the instance where the driver is cited, I tell the accident victims, you need to do an impact statement with the the court and talk to the district attorney. And even though they may not have had any insurance and you're getting stuck with everything, if they give them probation or something and you are there, 
they might give you give him a fine of $5,000 or something to give to the family. So it's another piece of the puzzle of how to try to squeeze something out of this negligent driver. Right. And what you're saying is uh, very true also in the, in the sense that uh, whether it's fair or not, there often is an inherent bias against motorcycle riders. Yes, there is. That, you know, it's reckless. You know, you're taking your life in your own hands. You, you know, you shouldn't you be on the road. You don't yeah. have your endorsement, you know, but you still have like, I don't have to have an endorsement to ride my trike, but I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps my insurance. But I mean, again, the insurance company will try to find any reason. Well, he didn't have a driver's license. He shouldn't have been out on the road. Right. You know, so there are just a lot of challenges and you just have to. Right. It just really helps to have someone in your and, corner. And, you know, we've all seen a rogue motorcyclist on a sport bike that's just zooming by at 100 miles an hour. Oh. And, uh, yeah, but, you know, we all know 99% of bikers are very safety conscious. And it's that 1% Absolutely. that gives them a bad name. It's the wrong 1%. Usually the 1% yeah. runs the motorcycle club. And now we have those 1% people that ride stupid. But it's that 1% that drivers remember. Right. And that's one of the reasons we talked um, over the past couple of weeks about what was our motorcycle campaign going to be for 2022. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go with a program called Faces Behind the Helmets. Hmm. Um, one in which I want to try to find a way to resonate with the driving community that I am a mother, I'm a wife, I'm Hmm. a business owner, I run a nonprofit, I help families for the holidays, I help the homeless. Um, Mm -hmm. Please watch for me. I want to get home just as bad as you want to get home. Right. You know, so yeah. just watch for me. I know that when they're driving, like, oh, darn bikers, you know, and then they get out of the way and then they end up hitting them and everything else. But the truth of the matter is, is I get emotional when I say this to you. I'm a biker to somebody else. I'm their everything. Well, that that's a very powerful statement. Um, but Lori, if someone needs more information about Biker Down, how can they find you? How can they find Uh, where to get more information? Well, they can go to bikerdown.org and my my face will pop right up with a really great informational video. Uh, There's a help request form on there. They can fill it out. Like I said, I I will contact you within 24 to 48 hours. Um, You can go to our YouTube channel, Biker Down Foundation. Certainly we are on Instagram, uh, Twitter, whatever, all these social media platforms, but we're heavily involved on Facebook. So if you just type in Biker Down, um, we have a Biker Down Kentucky page. So if anyone is watching this, please go to Biker Down Kentucky, like and share the page. Um, that's a page where you can post information about accidents, about any upcoming events that you have. We'll post some motorcycle awareness uh, things on there, things for you to think about. And uh, I look forward to getting back to your state and meeting uh, those Kentucky and Indiana riders and uh, just doing all that we can to help injured riders. I want to tell your community, I couldn't be more grateful to be partnering with you to help bikers better in this state. It's easy to write a check 
but it is something really humbling to have a law firm like yourself that cares so much about the biker community. And that was one of the reasons that we chose to partner with you. And we're just honored to work with you. Well, thank you so much. And, and I really do appreciate you taking your time to be on my podcast today to get the word out about Biker Down and, and help inform the public. So thanks well, again. God, God bless. And uh, we'll see you soon. And everybody ride safe out there. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Colonel in Your Corner, brought to you by Carl Truman. We hope you enjoyed listening to our guests and their valuable insight. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts.